0: Guru jai. Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Deva Swami jai. Srimad Bhakta jai. Gida. jai. Continuing our discussion of Srimad Bhagavatam. Sixth. Chapter of the first canto and here in Nārada Muni is speaking in greater detail about his life, the life leading to his attaining the preogen or the goal of brain. And we've heard how he left home and wandered through the forests, the towns, the villages, and so forth. And we ended with his entrance into the jungle. There it was mentioned that he sat, well, I don't know if we read that verse. We'll read it and continue from here, text 15, Tasmin, Nirmanuje Rondje, bipalo Pasta Ashwita, Atmanat, Atmanam, Atmastam, Itashrutam, Achintayam. He says that having entered the forest and so forth. After that, under the shadow of a banyan tree, in an uninhabited forest, I began to meditate upon the Supreme Soul, situated within, using my intelligence, as I had learned from liberated souls. So here we find that his traveling came to an end, and he sat. And of course... It's to be noted that how we walk will depend. How we can sit will be somewhat relative to how we can walk. Hmm? This is a teaching in the beginning of the sixth chapter of the Gita, where the Dhyan—that's—he's uh, involving himself in here. The meditation he's involving himself in here is the subject dhyan Yoga, and uh, as I said, as I mentioned there, it is. You described at the onset of the chapter that the, how we walk if you will that will have much to do with our ability to sit in other words these things are connected it's not that we sit meditate get up and do whatever hmm? but um, just like they say you should align your walking with your talking so you should align our sitting with our our walking hmm? And so we walked through the world and what did we find that upon all the wonderful things that he saw, he didn't get distracted at all. Hmm? And um, so now he's going to sit, and he can sit peacefully and concentrate his mind effectively, because what uh, hinders us from doing so is that we have the world in our heart, the world in our mind, wherever you go, that's where you are, or wherever you go, that you you take your mind with you, It said. So, he's able to sit, as we'll hear here, he's able to meditate. And the implications of this, with regard to his traveling, was that he remained attached, he didn't, he described many things in the poetry of the Bhagavad's narrative that you might want to stop by and check out. After all, he was a boy, young boy had never left home. Hmm? so the glitter of the world was was there to call upon him but he had learned well Hmm? and he was not distracted from that which he had been instructed in by the sages by the devotees Hmm? he had that kind of um, oneness of mind if you will that uh, Krishna speaks about in the Gita and uh, as we see here it's very much tied to um, the instructions of his gurus mm. uh, 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 the, the sadhu sangha that he had Krishna says in the Gita bahushaka yunantascha that bahushaka yunantascha one who's is many whose mind is, whose thinking, whose intelligence is many branched, in other words, going in many directions, doesn't have the the resolve, the one mindedness that is required really for spiritual practice. Bogyesvarya Prasaktanam te apri te chaitasam vihasat na bhigate. He says as well, in that chapter, samadu na bhigate. There will be no samadhi. Hmm? who doesn't have vyavasayatmika buddhi, intelligence that's one-pointed. Hmm? Bhogaisvarya prasaktanam teaparita sam. Bhogaisvarya, if he's attracted to the Bhoganaisvarya, hmm, to enjoying the glitter of the world, hmm, then he can't have the one-mindedness that's required for meditation. He or she can't enter into samadhi. Here, we'll find, Narada is entering into samadhi, so this is tells us something about. He just walked through the world, as I say, but he was not at all uh, uh, distracted. He didn't stop. He was looking for a good place to meditate, something like that, and he's found one under the sacred uh, people tree, the banyan tree, that that family of trees. We have a. Some family, some of that family here, the the ego, the fig tree. Actually, there's there's some really uh, extraordinary uh, fig trees in the fig family. They call them ego here that I've seen that are very similar to uh, banyan trees, and they they're forests, uh, if you will, unto themselves. This figurative banyan tree is, of course, mentioned in the Gita as something that should be chopped down. it's a, Upside down one and the branches are many going this way and that way uh, that's in the fifteenth chapter and the acts of detachment is recommended hmm? so at any rate he he found an up right side up tree and he sat there. It's a sacred tree be uh, so an auspicious place in the Leela of Krishna of course the banyan tree is is uh, the meeting place for the cowherds. Hmm? Uh, a regular daily meeting place for strategizing and so forth, for making games and and whatnot, and an auspicious place for sitting here, as um, Nardis has uh, shown the example. <clears throat> sacred trees, incidentally, uh, honoring of the sacred trees is one of the angas of Bhakti. We can say he was honoring the sacred tree here by taking shelter of it, to meditate upon the personality of Godhead. That's a beautiful limb of bhakti that um, uh, speaks about the kind of the the earthliness, the well-groundedness of bhakti, if you will. It extends, Jiva Goswami says, to the uh, scratching of the necks of cows and uh, giving them... uh, soft sweet sweet grasses fresh grasses and so forth this is an anga of bhakti such a nice practice Hmm? scratching the necks of cows honoring the people tree the fig tree the people tree the banyan tree these are mentioned there so here we find Nard (laughs) Nard is doing that and but the main point is of course that he has walked well Hmm? he was in the world but not of the world and now he will be leaving the worldliness Uh, altogether it's not on his heart it's not in his mind so there's room for someone else to come on his heart in his mind the ceto darpanam arjunam, the cleansing of the heart that Mahaprabhu speaks about in his shikshastakam is the beginning effect the first effect of the Sankirtan. Hmm? And unlike the Gyanmarg or Yoga Marg, Yoga Marg is this, the, the preyogen or the goal is said to be what? Citta-vritti Nirodha. Hmm? The Chittabriti, the Cheta, same thing, Mahaprasa Cheta Dharpana Marginam, to marginam, to cleanse the Cheta. The Chittabriti, that internal organ by which the self the atma recognizes the world it mediates it's the mediation through a, through the world like a mirror you put something up and in front of it it reflects and and um, colors the consciousness so to speak so in yoga siddhanta the patanjali for example we find the goal is chitta vritti that this Chitta will be nirudda. It, it will be the it, it, uh, yoga will bring about the destruction of the brities, all the brities, all the waves, if you will, in the in 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 the, in the, uh, the lake hmm, of uh, that, uh, all the, the reflections in, in the wake, or, me, in, in in the lake, causing waves. Uh, uh, waves of the mind so to speak constructs of the mind for that matter so to make it calm hmm? this is the goal here we find that Nard from his walking we can understand this is done hmm? he could walk in the world without any distraction and again he was a young boy he had never been out of the house he had never seen so many things And the world is very um, falling at the feet of the the youth. Everybody wants to capture the attention of the youth. Whether it be the corporations or the military or the the parents don't want to lose the youth. (laughs) Uh, And so on, the military, whatever it may be. Youth is very attractive. Hmm. Youth is attractive... Uh, everyone wants youth except the young they want to get older <laughs> and they waste their youth <laughs> trying to be older i suppose or or not at any rate Nard was was young and he was and so the, the world was attractive and he was attractive to the world you can imagine and he was a good boy as we've heard in many respects but he he went without uh, without stopping. Hmm? He had fixation of mind. He had vyavasyat Bhuddhiya. He had spiritualized and one-minded intelligence. In his commentary on this verse of the Gita, Vyavasyatmika Bhuddhiya, E.K.H. Guru Nandana, what does Vishwana Thakur say? And Prabhupada echoes it in his own commentary on the Gita. Hmm? yasya prashada bhagavat Prashadu. Yasyat Prashadanagati kutopi. This uh, Guru Bhakti, Nara is showing Guru Bhakti. He, as it's mentioned here, he did meditation, but it, he did not do it in any way other than what he had been taught, what he had learned. In other words, he followed the instructions of the teachers. Hmm? This was the uh, the the... the uh, some substance of his success. Prabhupada very much exemplified this guru-nishna, this guru-bhakti, whenever he would speak about his own success. He said, I simply followed the orders of my guru without concocting anything. Hmm? Something like that. He would make this, this comment, this kind of comment, repeatedly. Prabhupada, as you know, uh, wrote a letter to Bhakti Siddhanta Sarswati Thakur, which happened to have arrived about two weeks before the passing of the Thakur. And he, in that letter, Prabhupada asked for in some service. I'm living outside of the mission. I didn't have an opportunity for direct service. If there's any service I can do, you please tell me. And Saraswati Thakur, Srila Prabhupada wrote back, I think it would be good for you to speak in English. He made a suggestion. Prabhupada considered this suggestion of Bhakti Saraswati Thakur, to be the order of his guru that his life was then uh, dedicated to, speaking in English. Writing books, this kind of thing in English language, mm-hmm. so we had that kind of guru bhakti, and this is what uh, they say: Vishnu Vidyadharan Patpura, but echoing him centuries later in his Bhagwat uh, Gita commentary, is uh, what, uh, in one sense, constitutes one-mindedness. This is where Krishna has come to us, and more so than anywhere else. Mm-hmm in the form of the guru, mm-hmm. our guru in particular. He comes to us in, in such a form. There we should pay the most attention to those instructions, to that example and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes thought that the current guru is the small guru and the previous guru or the one before was bigger and bigger and so forth. And so there's an effort and tempt sometimes to kind of skip over to the bigger, so-called bigger guru. This is something like thinking that if I offer you a telescope to look at the stars, and I tell you, and you take it and take the big lens and put it on your eye, I say, no, 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 you put the small lens on your eye, and the big lens out here, I say, no, 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 I'm not going to be cheated by you, <laughs> and look through the small lens. I want to look through the big lens. What happens if you look through the big lens, you just get a blur and a headache. It'll make you go blind, actually. <laughs> but if you look through the small one, hmm, it goes to a bigger one, a bigger one, a bigger one, and then you get the f- distance, long distance view. Hmm? Krishna comes up close to you. The smallness of the guru is not the smallness in his or her realization, but the smallness of being close, and that's actually charming <laughs> and beautiful. Mm, there's a smallness and there's a bigness to the guru. Mm. So this is the way of the guru parampara. Mm. Uh, there's, as I say, no more prominent way in which Krishna comes to us, and except through the, uh, by then by through the guru, then, then through the guru. And uh, getting ahead of myself, but <laughs> the, but it is. And where do we get the guru? How do we get a guru? Well, that's easy. Brahman, the Brahmite, Kon Bhagavan, Jeev, Guru Krishna, Prashade bhai Bhakti, Latuvej, Krishna sends us the Guru. Hmm? So it's not something we can legislate or a formula we can we can come up with or something like that. There is it. There actually is a divine system. Hmm? There is a transcendental system. This parampara is a transcendental system. So Krishna makes the arrangement. We soften our hearts by our sincerity for searching and our searching and wandering, brahmana brahmitekon bhagya. In that we become lucky, become, become lucky. The word bhagya means lucky. What does lucky mean? Lucky means sadhusanga. Because sadhusangas are those who are moving in the world without without cause and effect. In other words, not under the influence of karma. Mahatmanastamampartha daivim Ma ashrita. Because they're not moving under the influence of the material nature, hmm? under the influence of karma, under the influence of a necessity, hmm? born of material identification, or maintaining something that I think I am, that I'm not, and so forth, but rather out of the will of the Lord and for it the, 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 the purpose of fulfilling His, His will and so forth. <coughs> they are in the world, but not of it. They're free, so to speak. And so this is what the Bhagavatam repeatedly calls luck, sadhusanga, good fortune. And uh, the, the example is there when Parikshit Marsh sat at the bank of the Ganges to ask about what to do at the time of death and so forth, and Sukadev appeared on the scene. Yadrichchaya, the word is used. Sukadev came out of nowhere. Hmm? But he wa but there was direction to that. He didn't have a computer or a Facebook or anything to find out what was going on out there, but somehow his need, hmm? his heart's need that it was being answered to. Hmm? After all, God is in the heart, so he can hear. If we turn to him in a general way, and that is sincere. Then he will bring us in touch with the guru, by which we can go in a systematic way. Therefore, Guru Krishna Prashadivai by Bhakti Lata Beech. So Krishna, we we approach Krishna. Krishna sends us to the guru. The guru sends us to Krishna. This is the system. He gives the seed of the figurative Bhakti Lata Lata. Why is it called a Lata? Lata means a vine. What is significant about a vine and its growth? Ryan? What's the most significant thing you can think of about a vine and the way it grows? Up. up. From the, it just shoots straight up out of the ground and goes up like that, right? Climbs against something. Oh, yes, that's right. So this this bhakti uh, vine is called a lata vine because it wraps on to something. Hmm? This is the sadhasangha, this is a guru, this is that takes a helping hand. Hmm? something like that some effort some grace hmm? someone has to stand tall there and I'm not moving hang on hmm? something like that <laughs> guru means not lagu guru means heavy so he or she is having a blow in the wind of different ideas and thoughts he's well grounded in siddhanta rooted in siddhanta hmm? open Liberal minded, hmm, flexible, <laughs> and so forth, but in the context of Gaudiya Siddhanta. Hmm. So, this we can, something we can rely on, something like that. So, we attach ourselves to that, the seed is planted, attach uh, ourselves to that, and go up gradually. So, this is where we're taught to focus. Puja Marsh once told us that if in your meditation, you should have the darshan of Krishna. And he asks for some service. You tell him, hold on a minute. One moment, please. Let me ask my guru, is that the guy you're talking about? Hmm? Yeah, he came in my vision, he asked me for this. Is that who you're talking about? And hmm? So, all right. Or there's, there's the famous story of the Vaikuntha airplane coming for the devotee. He said he didn't have time, he had Guru Seva to do. Something like that. So, this is not uh, this, the, the idea that, as Proper just to give the example, the window. The tra- he used to use the term. What did he say? The transparent medium. So, if you look at the window, what do you see? You see the outside. You don't say, "I'm looking at the window." <laughs> hmm? yeah. You know, you're looking through the window. Hmm? So it's there not to get in the way, but to facilitate to bring us closer. Hmm? It looks like it, and people have this problem, of course, with the, the idea of the guru is going to get in the way; he's going to be uh, filter the, the experience, and, and well, in one sense, he does or she does filter the experience because the experience is very powerful. Therefore, Pujapachita Marsh once gave the famous example of the lotus in the water and the sun. So the disciple is like the lotus and God is like the sun, and the water is like the guru. Without the water, the lotus will fry hmm, in the sun. It has no no chance. hmm? So the the guru makes it possible for us to bridge the gap from where we are now to where we want to go. hmm? He does kind of filter the experience. Another way he filters the experience also, from up to down, and from down to up, Bhagavan is coming down to us and reciprocating, and we're sending our love up. And we're sending it up with all the kind of other things attached to it, hmm? in our offering. He's filtering them out, hmm? and only the the, the the best part of the offering, that's being sent up. Hmm? That's what Krishna eats, that's what Krishna accepts. So he's like the juicer, you know, the... You put the mango in and all the pulp and everything. The guru was a pulp collector, hmm? uh, so garbage collector, <laughs> something like that. Hmm? Uh, fi- finding you know, the guy that goes through with a little coin machine, you know, <laughs> <laughs> finding a little silver in the in the pile of of trash there, hmm? and then calling it a great place. I found a silver coin over there. Hmm, something like that. So, s- small person, small person, but a big, big job. Hmm? Small person, big job. So, to focus there. Hmm? Sometimes the smallness may become, a may, may, may take precedence. And we may think, why should I look there? The humanness, the closeness to us. Hmm? He, he eats, I eat, he sleeps, he sleeps. What's the difference, this kind of thing? Hmm? So, this, this can be a problem. We have to look, therefore, with a philosophical eye. Hmm? So, at any rate, Narada, we find here, he had this kind of, Vyabhaseyatmikabud here. He says, I sat under the people tree hmm, in an uninhabited forest, and I began to meditate. And how did I meditate? Just as I was instructed, by my teachers, without concocting anything. I followed exactly their their instructions. This is how Prabhupada would emphasize bhaktis science. It's like a razor's edge. Of course, you know, there's another side of that too. Then you can get all very, um, very, uh, how you want to say, literal and very um, um, static in your understanding of the words and they're the letter of them, without understanding the spirit of them, so we have to be careful about Niyamagraha also, both sides. We have to be careful about Niyamagraha and Niyamagraha, however you say it. <laughs> we have to be careful about not uh, about, about properly following the rules, and we have to be careful not to follow the rules without understanding the meaning behind them. Hmm? You know, which may mean sometimes that to break the rule. The rules are made to be broken. You have to know when to break them and when and when when not, or what what the meaning of this, how to stretch them, how, what the implications of them are, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So Nard was well schooled and well practiced, and so he sat and said here he meditated on the personality of God. And Baba-nirjita-cetasa, utkantyashru, kalakshasya, Asin Me Shane huri And he had a good result. Hmm? What happened? As soon as I began to meditate, he says, dayatas, charanam Bojam. Hmm? meditate on the lotus feet of the personality Godhead, Baba-nirjita-cetasa. Hmm? I experienced the transformation of my mind. So, what he's saying here is that his, his practice had reached the point that that, that the inner life had been awakened. He could really effectively um, meditate on uh, Dusmarnam. And and so, the, with the ingress then of Bhava, it says Bhava Niyajita Chetasa. So, his Cheta, you know, his mind, his heart, his consciousness got the ingress of bhava, and it was transformed. I mentioned earlier, in Yoga Siddhanta, the interest is chittabriti britti nirodha I didn't finish the point. In bhakti-siddhanta, the bhakti prayojan, the prayojan of bhakti, is not simply cleansing the heart, making it still, removing the vrittis of the mind, but putting the bhakti Britti on the mind. Hmm? that bhakti and bhagawan will come on the mind this is what Baba is they take over the mind the example is given of an iron rod put in the fire if you touch get with, if I touch you with that you'll say you burnt me you won't say you touched me with an iron rod which is cold hmm? so in Ma, he's saying here the ingress of Baba in a big way a big installment of sandini and sambit, Uh, Samvit Ladini came into my consciousness and took it over, it transformed it. Hmm? So as I say, he walked well, so he could sit well, because why? He was not distracted in any way, but he was not distracted on the basis of being one-minded in terms of fixing his mind on God in the form of following the instructions of his guru. Hmm? And so now because he can sit well, because he walked well, (laughs) <laughs> because he listened well, now the other half, if, if you will, of the equation is coming into, pl- coming to, uh, to, uh, uh is, 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 is coming forth, is arising, is is he's, he's becoming successful. In first half, to cleanse the consciousness; second half, well, it's cleansed. So then, now it's a sitting proper sitting place. He sat at the banyan tree, and the implication was, his heart had become a proper sitting place for Bhagavan, hmm? to make his appearance. So he doesn't want to just clean the heart. He wants to clean it, just make it a sitting place for Bhagavan. So mm-hmm. mukti tarupam swārūpena vāvastitihi. Mukti is, is twofold in Bhagavatam, getting rid of the negative and the positive prospect the relationship with Bhagavan, allowing that to, uh, positioning ourselves such that that will awaken. <coughs> so here we find the two stages here mentioned, one after the other. He, he sat down, he, he could sit, we heard how he could walk, now he's sitting, now he's meditating, and Baba Nidjita Chaita said, kalakshasya. Hmm. Outkantyashu, this means like, this is, Purvarag Hmm? Purvarag so Prem is coming here Purvarag first this love of God in the form of developing a relationship with God when it reaches the pitch of Prem coming from bhav to Prem will come in separation what kind of separation? you haven't met Bhagavan yet Hmm? what kind of separation? the separation that comes from hearing about him seeing his picture, hearing his name, hmm? perhaps having darshan and meditation, hmm? but he hasn't said to you, I love you, hmm? my dear friend. Hmm? So, there's a kind of se- separation. In in, in Madhuras, it's called Pubharag. Hmm? In Sakiras, in Dasiras, in Vatsaliras it's called yog and... Biyog union and separation Uh, well it's called outkantika here there's there's divisions within that in Madhuras we say Vipralamba and Sambhog in the other rasas we say Yog Biyog it's the same idea union and separation these are the two banks of the river of love of God and the Leela is moving that way within within Maduras, we have four divisions of Viparlamba, the first of which is Purvarag. Hmm? The correspondence of Purvarag in Sakirasa or Bhattali um, uh like Narada, in Vaidhi-bhakti of Narada, is out-kantiki. outkantiki. It's mentioned here. It means kind of this e- eagerness, and the implication is. The example is given in Bhagavatam, Sindhu, I believe, of Arjuna. He saw the picture of Krishna. He hadn't met him yet, his cousin brother, and he felt this pain of a kind of separation. I want to be with him. Hmm? I haven't met him yet. Purva means purvarag. There's attachment. There's a before the attachment is is made, so to speak. There, there's an early, it means, early attachment that's coming. I've heard about him. Others spoke about him. I've seen his picture. And I want to be with him. So I'm feeling separation. This is a very um, high stage. The preem will come in the beginning in separation. And we find this in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Shikshastakam as well. So here the term is mentioned. This is the whole, We could give the whole... Uh, there should be a whole discussion on such on um, this word eagerness hmm? anticipation some kind of um, anxiety hmm? and um, as a result of this what was the symptom kalakshasya kalashu ashukal outkant hmm? yashrukaalasya. So, this is the very basic symptom of the sattvic hmm? Then external symptoms, tears. Hmm? Then, as we'll hear, goosebumps, repulsion. These two are the the beginning then of uh, these these kind of uh, external transformations of the body. You see. What this is about is we are moving from, a, um, from the world of matter, the objective world, into the subjective world of consciousness, and it's ultimately a world of ecstasy. All of the movements in the lila are ecstasy, the bodies are made out of ecstasy. This ecstasy is a very tangible uh, subject, this is the... Uh, we are all ananda-seeking so to speak what we're seeking is not something that falls through your hands that's material life you see <laughs> material life we're seeking happiness we're in, in relation to to, to to things that you can hold on to it appears but the fact of the matter is they're transient hmm? oh, the form of Krishna the form of his devotees in Leland forth. this is a very tangible thing very substantial it's very uh you know grounded I want to say it's uh, hmm. but it's very fluid you see the the point is what the grounding is in becoming fluid that is the grounding <laughs> we we don't want to become fluid hmm. <laughs> we want to become static actually we want to slow things down stop we we want all the questions answered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, we want a formula. So it has to be we have to come to the point where that we're finding comfort in uncertainty. What is the life of Bhagwan? And if you're living with somebody, he does whatever he wants. What he'll do today, <laughs> who can say? And he has such a creative mind. And I'm moving accordingly, something like that. This is where the comfort comes. Hmm? In entering the flow, the dynamic flow of to be certain that I would like to be in such uncertainty, if you will. I cannot know him entirely. He does not know himself. He's exploring himself the depths of his own being. Hmm? And avatars are coming out. Here is my this, here is my this emotion, that emotion, personified. Hmm? And deeply exploring himself to the to the to the in his most introspective moments in the He's coming as Chaitanya, hmm. and all this is coming to us as a result. So, this is the direction we are going in. Narda is becoming extremely flexible, flexible. His mind has just all the constructs of his mind just have just melted. Hmm. He's holding on only to 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 uh, to the experience of Bhagwan, and it, what is it doing? Hmm? the implication here is what? that mm, tears rolled down my eyes and mm-hmm. without delay the personality of God appeared on the lotus of my heart hmm? And I, because his heart, his consciousness, his mind uh, 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 were, were fully absorbed in this then it's, he started to experience it with his ears he started experiencing it with his eyes, with his sense of smell, with his sense of taste. You see, if you if you if you put your mind completely on some material object, you can't taste it, you can't hear it entirely just by meditating on it. But Bhagwan is different. You see, when Bhagwan comes completely on the mind, completely absorbed in the heart, then starts to. That's how you hear him. That's how you see him then. That's the beginning. Antardarshan, to see within. And then further development. To see him without. Hmm. So Nar is going to see him within here. This is what's happening. He sees him within. And premati bhara nirbina pulakango a- pulak tunibrita ananda lino napasham ubayomune. We'll asked at that time, being exceedingly overpowered by feelings of happiness, every part of my body became enlivened. In other words, he had intense all of his whole body and all of his senses hmm, that are the, the mind, of which is the, the sixth of or the eleventh of, we included the working senses and then the perceiving senses, we would say the mind is the eleventh. It's a different kind of sense. It functions differently than the other senses. It takes the shape of a thing. Hmm? So here it's taking the shape of Bhagwan. So all of his senses now are experiencing Bhagwan. This is his is brain. Overcome with such, with such uh, ecstasy then I, 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 I couldn't see him, I couldn't see myself. I was drowned in, in bliss. Hmm? The transcendental form of the Lord, as it manifests according to the mind's desire, at once erases all mental incongruities. Upon losing that form, I suddenly got up being perturbed as is usual when, loses, when one loses that which is desirable so he saw the form and then Bhagwan disappeared hmm? now his state is unbelievable hmm? yeah, you don't know what you got until it's gone that's a usual <laughs> so uh, yeah. be careful not to pave paradise here so um, we'll put up a small parking lot soon. But um, uh, this is <laughs> this is a problem hmm. now. He's lost he, what he had. He thought it was great. Now he thinks... That's why it said, in union there's one Krishna, in separation there's millions of them. Hmm? And seeing him everywhere and everything, and not seeing him at the same time, Everything is reminding me of him and my loss of him and so forth. So he's now rafting down the river of brain, one side union, separation, union, separation. Hmm? He says an interesting thing here. He says that the, that the transcendental form of the Lord as it manifests according to the mind's desire, it removes all problems. Hmm? He wants to say all lamentation, all hankering, all socham, just mentioned here, apashan, kantam, mana. And then, apashan, sahashutaste. vaikla durmana it's contradictory it seems. The person, the form of the God, the personality of God that appears according to the heart's purified heart's desire hmm? uh, it, it removes all anxiety, all lamentation and 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 then that very same form is becoming the cause of further lamentation hmm? so this is uh, um, it's mentioned in the Gita Samasaveshu bhuteshu what is that verse? Nakangshita, nisociti, nakangshita, no hankering, no lamentation, prasāṇātma. Hmm. It removes all the material hankering and lamentation, but it has its own type of hankering and lamentation. So, he says, experiencing this, I desired to see the form of the Lord, but despite my attempts to concentrate upon the heart with eagerness to renew the form, I could not see Him anymore and thus dissatisfied, I was very much aggrieved. So the implication of this verse, among other things, is that it's not a formula, it's not a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I said he followed the Guru's instructions perfectly. He didn't make up his own hmm? concocted meditation or anything. Still, within the context of that, the premise is you follow the right way, And if Krishna decides to come, he'll come. If you follow in the wrong way, well, then you're off course, but if you follow in the right way, then there's a chance that he might agree to show himself to you. Are you up for that? He might not. Hmm? Of course, we know that he will in due course, and he's worth waiting for, I believe, as we discussed a little bit uh, the other night. Hmm? But he comes of his own volition. Hmm? He's attracted to the devotee's heart, and he... Appears according to how the devotee wants to see him, also, in his purified heart. But he comes when he wants, on his own dime, on his own time. Hmm? No, he doesn't. You cannot make him arise by any force of spiritual or quasi-spiritual practice, any more than you can make the sun rise or the sunset a little earlier or a little later. Hmm? Of course, you can turn the clock back, but that's just cheating. Hmm? <laughs> so, uh, he's free spirit, so, as he likes. Hmm? This is, we have to understand, this is what we're entering in. This isn't a karmic arrangement where you you do this and you're going to get that. You do this perfectly, this is the karma mark. Sacrifice like this, face in this direction, offer this ingredient, do it at this time, on this day, hmm? after having done these practices... You do that all right, doesn't matter where your head or heart are at, you do all that right, you get the result. Hmm? In, in bhakti, you can do it all right, and still he may not come. You could do it wrong, and he may, might come also. Hmm? <laughs> that doesn't mean we think, well, I'll do it wrong, maybe he'll come. No, we try to do it right, we follow. But we, we well know that if he wants to come, he comes. So this, you have to know, this is what you're signing on for. You say, well, look, I've been doing this, or, I'm doing it right, why isn't he coming? you don't get it that's why it's not coming hmm? Puja Pujapachito much wants to give the example we this is we're waiting in the line for mercy I've been waiting here for a while now you know and then this other guy behind me gets called to the front and gets the you know gets the ticket or whatever and he's complaining hey I, hey I've been here you know a lot longer than you he can't go to the front and go to the back of the line <laughs> Hmm? You don't get it. You're waiting for mercy here. So you cannot ask for justice. You're going to call for justice when you're waiting for mercy. Mercy is the overriding of justice. So this is what we're after. wants hmm? mercy, our sadhana is to position ourselves in such a way that he, that he sees fit of his own whim hmm? to, uh, to reciprocate. Hmm? So he disappeared. And nothing that Nard could do could bring him back. He sat before, he had a clean heart, he meditated, one appeared. Hmm? I've got him. <laughs> no, he left. Of course, there is a stage where he is gotten captured, caught. Still he left the gopis, apparently. Hmm? Of course, that is to teach all of us how great is the gopis' love. And if we study carefully, you see, he was captured by them. He was only half everywhere else Hmm? his mind was in Vrindavan something like that so very different from the karma marg karma Mark means there's a lot of rules hmm? and as more there are rules the less there is love so here there are some rules some guidelines how to position yourself to attract Bhagavan's mercy something like that so here in our next class then how? Huh? Despite the fact that he disappeared, he's now going to reappear in a particular form. Any questions? Yes?
1: In the next chapter, or very soon after that, Narva says, Now, whenever I Chant Krishna's name he comes as if called for him sits in my heart and what's what's the difference what happened we'll have to get to that
0: huh? well as I said at a certain he's point s- at a certain point Krishna becomes conquered so he's come in, uh, uh, the, the understanding of Sami that Prabhupada follows here is of course that this is Narada and he, he, the example of Narada in this instance is a devotee who is a a a a of the type that has two feet here and his eyes are there. I gave the example before. One Mahabhagvat has two feet here, his eyes are there always. The other has one foot here, extends one foot there. The other has two feet there, extends one foot here. Something like that. And so Nard is in the beginning stage, his feet are here, his eyes are there, he gets the darshan. Hmm? it's described by Vishnu Chakuritakur, that in, 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 Prem comes, and you get the darshan of Bhagwan and his associates. And then he disappears. Hmm? And then the bhakti intensifies. Hmm? See the point, where, which is what's happening in Arda now. He's frantic now. Hmm? He was intense before, now he's really losing it. Hmm? And so that intensity... Is, takes one the further distance to actually conquer the Lord, which is one of the characteristics of praying, so that you can say, as Nara does later, whenever I call, he comes. Hmm? Is this the, And the full prayo So he's an example here from Jiva Goswami's um, teaching in the bhakti Sandarbha of beginning now, entering in, beginning praying, In mature Prem, then, the quality, quality, the characteristic of Prem is what? That uh, Krishna Akarshani, Krishna is conquered by him. Hmm. So, he can't leave that devotee, in a sense. He left the Krishna Leela. He left op- op- ostensibly, apparently, from Vrindavan, but the teaching is actually he never left. He was more there with the gopis in their separation from him than he was present in union with even the queens of Dwarka. You follow? <laughs> Does that help?
1: So, Narada's in this deep stage that we just read about. Yeah. He goes deeper. Yeah. Although we read about him and he's talking and speaking philosophy and traveling and preaching. And he seems to just walk in and see Krishna and, like, converse with him and... Yeah. Like, you know, it must take some self-control, or maybe it's just the way Krishna wants it to be. But...
0: Well, I think, you know, that the idea here is that, that he is in his sadhaka and of course he is a Vaidhi-bhakta, so that his move from the sadhaka to the siddha is different than in Rag bhakti, and we'll talk about that when it comes up, when he's given his body... He hasn't been given his spiritual body yet. He hasn't realized his, his swaroop He hasn't attained it. Hmm? Um, so he's going to attain it. Now, with that attainment of the swaroop comes then a, a whole relationship with Bhagavan. And it's different than, in a sense than in the relationship in the daya where you're attaining and so forth. In the daya, you see, it can't contain... Prem. That's why you need this other body. It can't contain up to Prem and and, and then and, it's, and there's difficulties. He's having difficulties reaching this point. He has to die. <laughs> he has to change bodies, hmm? and that, that so that's a whole different. The ground is changed. Hmm? You you will be in one condition in your sadhaka-deha hmm? and, and then if you if you're serving, serving Krishna. But then, if you enter into the leela in the sidhadeya, it's not that you'll be crying and goosebumping, or in, in, in a way that gets in the way of your of doing everything you're doing. All the, those, all the movements are goosebumps and anubhavs and vibhavs, uh, sadhika bobs and so on and so forth. But and the whole it's a whole world of ecstasy, so it all kind of works together. I guess here it looks a little out of place because it's not a world of ecstasy, and the sadhika day is entering into ecstasy so nard of course is is an extraordinary kind of example of someone moving around in their in their Siddha Deha. even the goswamis were moving around amongst us the, in their sadika dehas hmm? and they could take a neutral position for 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 teaching hmm? um, the prophet gives the idea of bringing themselves down from the Uttam platform, which would be in trance to the Madhyam platform to talk and speak and discriminate and so forth. Hmm? The Uttam platform really in this world is, is, is not one of being conscious of the external world. As hmm? has to come back from that to discriminate, speak about one's experience. So there's some particulars to the Saddhaka day and then there are some particulars to the Narada is unique because, as I say, he's moving around in his... Siddhade, he's pictured in the Bhagavatam as like hovering, you know... Like a, like a humming bee or something just above the ground... playing his Veena... just to kind of give some idea. Hmm? So it changes. Now he's, he's, he's in this stage. Then he gets to day. then he can talk with Krishna. And the talking is ecstasy, the moving is ecstasy. But it's not um, getting in the way... Like it is here. <laughs> what else? Any other question? How old, how old is he at this point? Well, the text said earlier on he was five years old. I wasn't sure. Yeah. How long That's this good. is all taken? It's not not described. Oh, really hmm. And it's hard to imagine he was only five. But
1: that was my second. Within the Bhagavatam, there's two more young boys that achieve perfection, Pallad and Dhruv. Uh I don't know how to really form a question out of it, but it just seems like it's a common theme throughout the Bhagavatam. The
0: Bhagavatam deep... uses the example, in the example of Pallad, it's emphasized. Hmm. The Kumaras are young, too. It's emphasized, use your youth wisely. Hmm. This is one of the big lessons of the Prahladli. Let's emphasize. Gomaram. Mm-hmm. Hmm? What is that? Gomaram,
1: Bhagavatam iha. I've
0: got to practice those verses. I used to know them all. See, you're good at that. Yeah, so uh, uh, it's emphasized in there, but, but you're right. The Bhagavatam is selecting these leelas for a purpose, and there's some reason why they're young. Hmm? I mean, it's real, but why those are selected to tell us, This to encourage us how to use our youth. Youth is very important, like I said, it's very attractive, but, only, but young people are wasting it, hmm? usually. And they lament, how you use it now that will determine uh, your future. And also it means now, do it now. You know, the the, the 10,000 sons of Daksha. Mm -hmm. And then 10,000 more. Again, both taken by Narada, away from materialistic life. And Daksha's pulling his hair out. And I'm a progenitor. Here I am. They made 10,000 kids. (laughs) And you've taken them all for enunciation. Okay, here's 10,000 more. Teach them, but, you know, Let's not be extreme. And again, Nara takes the 10,000 children, tells them don't waste your time. So these kind of, that, you're right, this is a theme in Bhagavatam. just like the theme of the kings giving things up and so forth, which is telling us no matter how much you get, you can be a king, you have nothing. So these kind of messages are there, basic themes throughout the stories in the Bhagavatam as well. All right, we'll stop there. Granta Srimad Bhagautam Krijai.